you're listening to the Casual Swinger Podcast. As your host, we need to warn you that the material you're about to hear may be sexual or explicit in nature. This podcast is intended for an adult audience. Now, we don't expect you to act like adults. What's the fun in that? We're a married couple living in Florida with over 13 years of experience in the lifestyle, and we take almost nothing seriously. Casual Swinger is a variety show, meaning we'll cover everything from music to events, travel, and even the occasional hilarious screw-up. Our show is about entertainment. We're not licensed professionals. Not anything. And our stories, commentary, and guidance should not be confused with the opinions of a licensed professional. Now that you know, let's take those pants off and get comfy. Welcome back to another episode of Casual Swinger. My name's Mickey. And I am Mallory. I'm going to be Mickey from now on. Eh? It's like the Canadian version of me. <laughs> nice. I can't, be Mallory. I can't be Mallory. Eh. Mallory A eh? and Mickey A. Eh? No, I don't think that no. sounds right. I just want to talk about Canadians because of our friends, Honey Spoon. Yeah, you miss them, like don't you? A little bit. Same, same. Yeah, it's all right, though. Well, hey, guys, we're going to talk about rules and boundaries today. This is Out of Bounds, talking about rules versus boundaries in the lifestyle. Do we have any rules, Mallory? Of course we do. We do? I think so. Like Mallory always comes first, literally. <laughs> That's one of them. I think that should be a rule. Right? Mallory gets to do all the coming all the time. Uh-huh. You went to push the button and it didn't work. No, I didn't. I didn't. See? <laughs> there it is. It worked. I just didn't press it because I thought I might get killed. I always start out these episodes with some kind of weird sound effect just because I know it drives you fucking insane. Can you please not next one? Oh, I suppose. Me, I don't know. I could be lying to you. I mean, I have I have all kinds of like Christmas ones in our Christmas episodes coming. Oh, God. Get it? Coming? We're talking about coming. Now, rules and boundaries is what we're going to talk about, folks. So what are we talking about rules and boundaries? We're talking about the fact that so often when we meet folks we click with, the conversation turns to rules, which oftentimes become a checklist of things we shouldn't do if we want the other side to continue engaging with us. I think that kind of feels wrong. It does. I think it's from a social perspective perception it, it feels awkward and clunky at times yeah like all of a sudden it's like okay we're de- we're still deciding whether or not we like you or, or maybe we're getting close to that determination and all of a sudden it's like all right right and then they're like all right so let's everybody throw this on the table and so where are you on butt sex yeah <laughs> that's usually how i start every conversation well i already know what jess would say Oh, yeah? What's that? No! <laughs> Every time anal comes up. Every time. I bet she's saying it right now somewhere in Iowa. Yeah. No. 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 She doesn't even know we're recording this right now, but she probably is. But anyway, I think there's a better way to start a conversation than, you know, the pretty woman. Oh, that's a great analogy, actually. Yeah? That's, I did that just for you. Thanks. Uh, what am I talking about? The pretty woman? Like, uh, anything goes. I'm pretty much a sure thing, but I don't kiss on the mouth. Yeah, I mean, when you think about the, the dialogue and... That scene in of itself, I always found it very strange that, like, you're going to take it in the butt or you're totally fine with, like, putting your penis in the penis in your mouth but not kissing. I always found that a very strange behavior. Oh, that as far as, like, rules that drive me personally nuts, I think no kissing is pro- – I think it's actually a non-starter for us in the lifestyle. I, It's such a part of the intimacy and the foreplay for me that I will most likely be out because of that, but – it doesn't mean I don't respect other people's rules and boundaries when it comes to that kind of stuff. But what it's going to do, it's going to trigger me to like try to like needle into their psyche and find no. out why. You had to use the word triggered. You know that's driving me nuts. This I week, know. Right? So you just had to go ahead and throw that out there. You know, we don't get triggered in this press, house, woman. 
We you press buttons, I find. I will press your button you. until you trigger yourself right off the side of the bed. <laughs> I think that happened last night. It did, but anyway, I I think we're going to talk a little bit today about some of our own boundaries and rules we've had over the years. What is the difference between a rule and a boundary? We're going to talk about some of that. Yeah, and, and can, uh, maybe just get into whatever the fuck else we want to because yeah. it's our show and this is casual <laughs> swingers. So. I I actually like the story around the evolution of rules and boundaries too. So I think this will be fun. Yeah, it's something different. We actually came up with this at PCAP. That's true. Yeah, this just kind of hit us at PCAP. That's true. It was between sessions like and meals. We were just walking down the street, and yeah, that's true. Right. Well, we had just come out of Lock and Trist's uh, (gasps) session. Yes. And during Lock and Trist's session, it hit me that a lot of couples in the room, there was just this giant gap between rules and boundaries, and some of them talked about it like it was the same thing. And I'm like, it's definitely not the fucking same thing. So Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Well, well it depends. Don't, we're not going to ruin the surprise. Well, let's not do that. Let's move the fuck on. Let's talk about Turkey Day. Oh, it was so nice. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Oh, we had every uh, every child plus bonus child here, which was and awesome. We did have a bonus child. I am the favorite grandparent of Grandspawn. Oh, eat shit. <laughs> she loves me. Um, it was she a, loves boobies, I and know. you have big I tits. Do. She really did. I, I was totally cool being like the second human or maybe even third at that point because she does love her father very much to like help soothe her. And I don't even care. It's because I have boobs. Dude, the casual dog was obsessed with her. Yeah. Like he kept wanting to like jump up and sniff her. Yeah. He had all the, like the white eye and we have Rottweilers. So you usually don't see the whites in their eyes unless they're like super excited and the prey drives kicking in. Yeah, so like, I'm going to eat it or fuck it. I don't know what's going to happen, <laughs> but just, something's going to happen. I here. think he just wanted to aggressively snuffle her. He did. He wanted to snuffle the crap out of her yeah. but yeah so we uh we had turkey day with everybody and uh i only you know, i only caught the cherry crisp on fire oh my god <laughs> i felt so bad for you for that because first I of did. all i really wanted to eat it i did too it was so bad i thought it threw the whole dish away you literally threw the glass away everything you're like i am not chiseling you this shit off the side of this you couldn't it was like coal i don't know how it happened i got distracted just don't put it in my stocking because i've been very good this year <laughs> yes you have I have. I'm very good. You're so going to be bad. Oh, yeah. Well, so uh, right here, as of this moment, it's Cyber Monday. We have waited to the last possible fucking minute to record this episode because we were hanging out with the family. But so Casual Friday was a thing. Casual Friday is still a thing. And it's a thing through tomorrow night. What are we talking about with Casual Friday? We're talking about our coupon code for casual toys. Uh, So that's why we call this Casual Friday. That's just kind of this little section here. But kind of a cool story, I think, is the Casual Offspring has started helping out a little bit with Casual Toys. This is true. Which makes my life a little bit easier. So if you guys reach out in the chat, you might actually get the Casual Offspring instead of one of us. Yeah, and feel free to ask and introduce yourself. Yeah, right? (laughs) She will be, she, she's actually me with tits. So it's literally, I, I, she is a hundred percent you with tits. There are no DNA tests needed and I love it so much. Yeah, she's, she's something. She's always known about her lifestyle too. She's monogamous with her partner and everything, but she still thinks what we do is pretty crazy. So yeah, she's, but she's very loving and supportive and even proud of us at times, which is super cool. I think it's funny when she ends up either meeting listeners or talking to her friends about our show and turning her friends into listeners, which is only a lot weird, uh, especially since I've known some of those people since they were younger, but uh, (laughs) it's, it's definitely strange, but Hey, speaking of casual Friday, don't forget that between now and tomorrow night. So Tuesday night, the 30th. Uh, at midnight, Casual Friday, no space is a coupon for 20% off at Casual Toys. That's our celebration of Black Friday. Although, 
when you use a coupon code that big, there's nothing black about our numbers. <laughs> we, some things we lose money on and I don't care. Uh, I want you guys to take advantage of all of it. And something else that we didn't put in the show notes here from Mallory and I, but make sure to take advantage of Kixies if you catch this before then too. A hundred percent. They got a great sale going on Kixies.com. Yes, that is true. And I, as much as I'd love for you, everyone to buy them from us. Yeah. A deal's a deal, bro. Right. Exactly it. And what oh, we do is for the community. Yes. And speaking of, um, we're also going to do a coupon for Daisy Corsets, aren't we? Yeah, it's there right now. It's called, uh, I think it's Daisy BF 21 and that will get you 10% off between now and tomorrow night as well. Yes, because, I mean, obviously we don't make... Really we don't make money. shit on Daisy, but they're really <laughs> but good. That's just it. It's one of my... It's probably my top two lingerie brand. Yeah, they're, they're corsets, they're costumes. Matter of fact, we got a, a great, great guy named Phil that uh, just ordered a really, really, really sexy bunny costume for his ladies. So. Mm, I wonder if we get to see it on Twitter. I love when that happens, so. by the way, because I feel it's so selfish of me. If, if someone buys an outfit from us and then posts about it on Twitter... Which is wonderful, by the way. Don't get me wrong. The marketing aspect is fantastic. But the inner pervert in me is like, I love hey. seeing hot people. That's and my favorite just, thing about some of our kicksies, too, because all these ladies wear them. Yes, and empowered people, like, just fucking rocking it. And that makes my day. Yeah. Well, mine, too, because I'm a fucking perv. But Yeah, anyways. Hey, you know what? Let's talk about Veronica for a minute. Veronica Who's- reached out on Twitter Oh, Miss Veronica, yes. Yeah, and she's like, hey, I'd like to see a couple of things in this next episode. And you know what? When you guys ask us for something, we deliver. A hundred percent. So let's talk about what she asked of us. She wanted us to provide what? She wanted us to provide some things for her sexy stocking because Mm -hmm. she would like some ideas for what to buy, both for her and for men. And she also asked for some whesky ideas Mm, for Christmas. All right, I love this. All right, should I go first? You should go first. Because I have the obvious one. I talk too much. A hundred percent. Of the time, the Womanizer Premium. Or even the Womanizer Liberty. But the Womanizer is a staple in my arsenal. I can't live without it. In fact, my original hit a million miles. It's still working, but just doesn't have the power it used to five, seven years ago or whatever it was. All right, guys. You got to understand that Mallory used this Womanizer until it sounded like a fucking VW diesel motor. Okay, I'm not good at math. But they're, uh, on average, 365 days a year. Correct? Uh Okay. And I masturbate on average twice a day, because that all a lot for the days where I go four or six times oh, on good. a bad day. And we like need to skip. average that out, okay? Yeah, like about twice a day I'll masturbate. Okay. So do the and math. It, over let's the last just call this a roughly five thousand RPM toy in terms yeah. of the rotations per minute. Twice a day for three hundred—that's two hundred and thirty thousand <laughs> miles. You masturbated around the sun. So. <laughs> that doesn't even include when I use it in play. I'm so embarrassed to say that in, in some respects, but I am a chronic masturbator. But it helps me alleviate <laughs> stress, and I actually use that as part of So I started working out a little bit more when I quit smoking, and I started masturbating more. So it's really two times in the last year, year and a half, but at least once before that. I love that so you like, replace smoking with masturbation. I tried to get you to dude, replace it with oral like, sex. but I'm over here like, what is health? But you're not always available. If I have time, I can go masturbate. And you it takes just me, like, have told our minutes. listeners that it's so much larger than a cigarette that it wouldn't have worked. That would have been no. Cool. That's not what I said. <laughs> You're not playing fair. You're putting words in my mouth, and that's not what we're talking about in my mouth. Putting something else in your mouth. Yes. So, anyways, what else we got? Um, what about the Wevibe Nova Two? Oh, see, that's your favorite rabbit. It a hundred percent is. It's really not a rabbit, but it's a rabbit style. I was I was gonna say I would 
I would talk about it as a rabbit style um, because it does have the internal mechanism mm-hmm. and the external, the external being on the clit. It's poseable um, and you can turn them like the, they each have independent motors. Yeah. So you and can it's use body both, safe silicone and it's body safe. So you can turn them on at the same time. You can have one on one off. It doesn't matter. Nice. Um, and that's one of my favorite things because a lot of these rabbit toys in the market, it's basically one button for both mechanisms. And, that right, and then all kinds of crazy shit happens. Right. Rotation and vibration and. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, I don't need my cervix, um, you know, uh, you know, massage to hell. Um, it's just not something I get off on. So, got it. There's that, and plus, Wee Vibe in general, they have the universal chargers. So if you already have a Wee Vibe toy, then it's gonna work with all of your chargers. So awesome. And then we got some of our staples that we talk about, like we've already mentioned in this episode, like Kixies, Uber Lube. Uh, it is so hard to go wrong with some of these staples. There's a oh, few yeah. things that we promote here at Casual Toys, like unique condoms, Kixies, Uber Lube, the WeVibe products, the Womanizer products, because they are amazing. You can't go wrong with them. A hundred percent. And if you're looking to get a little freaky, like the underbed restraints. Yeah. Because you, you can size them for any mattress, right? Sports Sheets makes a great set for intro. And then they have some more advanced ones or some mm-hmm. more upscale ones too. Yeah, Sports Sheets has them. Liberator has them. The thing I like about the Liberator stuff is they have really nice cuffs. The cuffs are really, really the cuffs high quality. Are, yep, the cuffs are super cute. And they even have the harnesses and the collars. Oh, yeah. So, and the leashes, like if you wanted to do any like, you know, subdom thing or. Kind of brings us to a gift set. And we don't have a lot of gift sets in the store. We have a few, but most of them are kind of hokey. This one's kind of neat. NAS Toys, N-A-S-S Toys, makes something called the Traveler. And it comes in a briefcase, and it's a 10-piece bondage playset. It comes with a mask and a leash and a collar and a couple of wrist cuffs and some ankle cuffs and some chains and some nipple clamps and a ball gag and a whip and a paddle and a partridge and a motherfucking I was going to say that. That was my life. <laughs> You're going to steal <laughs> I it? I love it. No, 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 no. That's perfect. But can you imagine walking in the room and, like, it's sexy time, lights are low, and there's this fucking briefcase? Uh-huh. Like, Can you break into song and be like, two nipple clamps? <laughs> no. No? All right, maybe not. But anyway, anyway, check that shit out. That's really cool. And how about your favorite stuff? Oh, my God, the Noir Handmade. Now, these are absolutely stunning. And if you're at PCAP and you're listening, um, it's the outfit I wore for Superhero Oh, motherfucker, that was hot. The one piece, like the one I zipped my pussy up into because I'm an idiot. Uh, No, I zipped your pussy up. Okay, I was going to take heat for that. No, no, it was me. I went, and you went, and almost punched me in the forehead. Yeah. Yeah, but they have a ton. Like, their their line has a ton of options in there. Any anything from a like a little lace see through um dress to like little leather panties hey. and booty shorts and then they have these like su- like blowjob legging things oh, yeah. that are super hot. Are basically um, everything noir handmade is hot as shit. It is. And it's super comfortable, easy to get on and off. Um very very well made and it comes in a beautiful packaging with like tissue paper and and whatnot from like like, if you buy, like, the higher-end um, lingerie, mm-hmm. it feels and looks the same without... It feels premium. It is premium. It's like opening Apple lingerie. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, well, all Apple... When you open an Apple... Part of getting an Apple product brand new is the experience of opening it, right? That's Okay. It, it's a thing. And if you look at packaging... Do you I, enjoy opening Apple products? Everybody it, does. That's why we no, tithe no, 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 no. to Steve Jobs' balls. I fucking disagree because it makes me nervous because it's so, like, fucking airtight. Anytime you've gotten me something Apple, I go to open it. I'm like, oh, dear God, it's going to, like, 
eject like out of force because I'm going to break the fucking air seal. I'm just stuck on the whole tumble. airtight thing because we haven't done that to you yet. Anyway, all right, moving on. <laughs> hey, let's talk about the guys. What about a guy stocking? What are we going to, what would you put in there? What are some sexy ideas for dudes? Well, you know, for guys, it's tough, right? Because, you know, there's obviously, there aren't a lot of toys that are made for guys that are to be used together. Okay. Right. I mean, they're masturbators. There's shitloads of those. There's tons of toys out there that look like lady parts of a guy or an ass or a doll or any of those things. Or, or again, masturbators like the Tanga Flip, for example, which is an amazing masturbator. Uh, but I think something that a lot of people don't think about getting for their guy is a prostate massager, like the uh, the the Aneros Helix or the WeVibe Vector. Those are both really, really good. And again, WeVibe, you can share chargers. Yes, you can share chargers. And there's also an app for it. So your partner can actually control your experience a little bit. Uh, for guys out there that are not terribly sensitive, I know some of you get a little wound up about this shit. But keep in mind, you know, prostate play can help get you over the edge. That's some, there's another way to kind of, you know, move things along. Uh, but for menswear, the other thing you could think of is male power. Male power makes guys underwear. There's been a couple of posts out there lately. Honeyspoon participated. Birch Soul participated on Twitter. Uh, those, both of those guys posted some you know, of their swimwear or, or underwear and just said, hey, guys can dress up too. Well, male power a makes product to do that. Yes, 100%. And I'm on that train. I love it when guys feel sexy and dress sexy. And I think it's very underrated. Like how how appealing that is. I don't know that it's been voiced enough. Eh, yeah, probably not. And you know what? A lot of the stuff we just talked about outside of the men's underwear is kind of expensive. So there are some quick hitters out there. Things like cock rings, cock slings, things like micro vibes, right? Or, you know, lube, uber lube. Yeah. That's a great one. Or mm -hmm. massage candles, right? Oh, the massage candles. Yes. The ones that when you light them and they start to melt, they're warm, but they're not hot. Yes. And they're made with essential oils as well as massage oils. And it's a hemp company, and the name is, escapes me. But if you Earthly if, Body. Earthly Body, thank you. Those yep. are wonderful. And Intimate Earth makes uh, great massage oils. That's great for like couples play if you want to get like a stocking for you both. Uh -huh. Maybe there's an intimate e evening. Um, and also the, the hot wax, and I use that with air quotes, candles, right? Yeah. For a little, you know, wax play. Well, it's, it's all really cool stuff. And some of our jewelry is actually really hot at Christmas, too. We talk about like... Body jewelry? Oh, yeah, body jewelry mm -hmm. or some of the uh, the necklaces or or the uh, bracelets. Like, we've got a new necklace that says Ethical Slut, for example. Fucking A, yeah. Which is super cool. I just think that some of this stuff is really neat. It's all available in casual toys. Uh, Veronica asked, Veronica receives. So. There you go. So let's go on to whiskeys before we run long in the intro. Sure. Let's talk about whiskeys. Now, this is not a whiskey of the month. This is just a couple of whiskeys that we looked at that would be great gifts for your significant other. Mm -hmm. So what's the first one? Uh, well, obviously, November's whiskey of the month is top of my list, Blade and Bow. A hundred percent. It's a very delicious, uh, rich whiskey. Yeah? Yeah, it is. Well, and it's got it's got a great flavor. It's got a great initial notes on it. It's got a great, a great after palate. I think everything about Blade and Bow is very good. It's an underrated whiskey that a lot of people miss on the shelf because the bottle isn't super cool, and it's absolutely Which amazing. I, you know, I like it because it's a stout bottle, so it's shorter, right? Yeah. Instead of a tall, skinny bottle, it comes with a cool key. You told the key story in um, that episode. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a great all-around drinkable uh, 
whiskey. I'm loving my the short favorite. bottles right now because of the real estate shortage. I know, bar. and you hate my bottles because I'm a huge fan of the the Willet. Oh yeah, which is number sale. two. Yeah, which we probably won't do whiskey in the month now that I mentioned it, but it's um for the normal size bottle. It's actually beautiful. It kind of looks like a genie bottle, but it's a pot still bourbon. So it's a little sharper. Yeah. But on the rocks or with a water back, it's got a lot of depth of flavor. It's super smooth. And again, a great value for the price. Like if you tasted that whiskey and your whiskey, well, it's really a bourbon yeah. connoisseur. Um, you'd be surprised to find that it's, it's a right at $50. Yeah. It's a really full bodied whiskey too. Yes. I think that if you like uh pot still sour mash, that sort of thing, you're going to get into the Willet. It's, it's really quite amazing. Uh, one of my personal favorites at a heaven Hill distillery is Elijah Craig barrel proof. You know, yeah, the barrel strength bottle for me, I was a little surprised at how much flavor I got off of it. Cause usually when you have a barrel proof or barrel strength, mm-hmm. it's so punchy and so hot that you really take some time. Not or this one. Not this one. It's it's got a very good flavor. And it's, it's 120 proof. It is. So you're gonna have to watch. You don't get fucked up. You can get fucked up off this one really quick. You have to watch your pour. Um, mine. I mean, this is a reliable in our house. We drink quite a few rise. I think Whistle Pig is one that's out there that a lot of people underestimate or out of or Vermont over- of all places. I know, I know. It's a great rye though. It's kind of steely. Yeah. I, I will let people know that it's do does have that steel barrel or steel still mm-hmm. taste to it. But it's it makes it super clean at the same right. And it's a great mixing and neat. Yeah, at the price point it's a little tough to mix it unless you're really of that if, you know if you're level you can do it. I was gonna say you're a craft like high end craft cocktail at home person, I highly encourage him because some of the best Manhattans I've ever had has been made with, with Whistle, Whistle Pig. Pig. Yeah, it's, it's really good. So that's the Whistle Pig 10-year. And another one, uh, ironically enough, because the Whistle Pig brand rep is dating the Old Elk brand rep in the state of Florida, and we're friends with both of them, uh, Old Elk is on my list, and that's Old Elk Blended Bourbon. Yeah. I w- uh, they're I actually just, together. Yeah, I actually I just started drinking it. And I know you've talked a lot about it, but I had the infinity though. I had the infinity bottle, which has a cool story. We're going to save that for a whiskey yes. of the month. No, Just, it's way too expensive for that. Okay. We're going to save that for another time. Cause yeah. it has an incredible story around it. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Like I looked cool. at that bottle and I was like, I have to be very careful. Cause I could hoard that and cash it and make it my precious. Yeah. You would um, punish it. Yeah. It's uh, really good though. Yes. But yeah. So old elk blended comes in right about 50 bucks. And By the way, that Elijah Craig barrel proof is a hundred dollar bottle. It'll never be whiskey of the month cause it can't be, but it's absolutely fucking amazing. Yeah. And old elk, by the way, is a bourbon. I it think is. that's why I like it. Yeah. I'm a, I'm more bourbon than I am rye, even though we drink a lot of rye here. Yeah. And uh, so last but not least, one that came from one of our Austin trips. Oh, my gosh. This was such a surprise because we went years ago to visit G and Angie down there. We and did. we just happened to to pop into a liquor store that they were doing a tasting. And we ended up bringing bottles. We checked a bag to bring the bottles home with us. And that's yeah. going to be what the My Lemon Green? My Lemon Green. And this is their this is their port cask finished rye. Now, by the way, My Lemon Green, when we were down there, no one knew who they were. No. We they bought were like four new. bottles. Somebody signed it for us. Now they are hot shit in Appar- Texas. Whiskey. Apparently, we saw them in a magazine. Yeah. Well, they won Dallas. double gold in San Francisco yeah. last year, which is the only the last bottle to win double gold that I saw was Eagle Rare. So if that gives wow. you any context. I mean, Eagle Rare, you can't fucking find it anywhere right now. But anyway, uh, hey, last but not least... Uh, Unique Condoms has a new packaging that's rolling out. So right now it's on our pull condoms. If you order pulls from us right now, you're going to see a different package than you're used to. 
but I really like it. It's smaller. It's easier to carry. It's and easier to get open. Oh, well, you would know that more yes, than I, I would. You're, you have more Welcome. luck than I do. Yes. <laughs> anyway, for those of you that don't know, Unique Condoms are our absolute favorite condom for lifestyle activities. They're three times thinner than latex, three times stronger. No taste, no smell. That matters to Mallory. Yes, it does, because we like to switch and <laughs> engage. That's right. So if you haven't tried one, buy one pack of each size, and that's the one, two, three, four. That's Secure Fit, Pull, Plus, and Double XL. If you don't know what your size is, you'll get 10% off, or buy 10 packs automatically, you get 10% off. It's like a free pack if you buy 10. Cool. So there you go. How about PCAP? Let's talk about Kate for a quick second. Holy shit, it's a third sold out already. I know, isn't that fucking nuts? That's fucking awesome. So awesome. I, I can't wait to say I can't wait to go to this event, and I know that the rooms are going to go quickly, so I can't encourage everyone strong enough to, to just book. Just go ahead and book. Yeah, and I don't, like, I mean, Encore was kind of an anomaly for us, like, uh, to Locke and Trist's point. We weren't even presenting at that thing. We just kind of showed up and did stuff. Mm -hmm. So this one, we have a session coming up in Palm Springs. We do. I'm yeah. super excited. I, I love how our session turned out in Miami. I think we have the seed of a, beautiful idea for this event in Palm Springs. Um, and I, I think it, it will be a, a won't miss. And I, I'm not a braggadocious kind of person, but I'm very excited about the content. Nah, I think I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, we're going to enjoy doing it. Uh, you know, something else, speaking of Veronica earlier, when she asked for something, she got it. Well, our listeners have been asking for something else lately. They've been asking for branded wear that doesn't say swinger. You know, people have been saying that for years, so I guess we have good news for them. We do. We've got a new rebrand coming your way. We've got some new wear coming your way that does not say Swinger on it, so look forward to that. Uh, it's just going to be some goodies for you guys. We're going to put it all out there pretty much at our cost, so if you guys want to put some casual Swinger shit on your back, or on your head, on your boobies. Or on your naughty bits. On your naughty bits. We're going to come up with some good stuff for you. So that's coming. And then, of course, next episode, you also have Whiskey of the Month. Ooh, we need, like, theme music for it. Bum, bum, bum. So that's coming your way, too. Awesome. And that is pretty much our update before we get into this, oh bitch. Oh, my God. It felt like an entire fucking episode. It was damn near half. I mean, it was. Uh, it's a lot. But you know what? We had a lot going on. It's the holidays. I know. I know. We, But an intro, I think it needs to be a segment and not an intro anymore. Because an intro is like five to ten minutes. Well, We're long-winded. Well, no. I'm long-winded. I talk too much. You can do all the talking <laughs> in the next segment. I don't want to do all the talking. It's no. all you. Right no, after no. you tell everybody where to find us. Oh, we are Casual Swinger everywhere. You can find us at CasualSwinger.com. And if you want to send us a message, that's podcast at CasualSwinger.com. We are on social media. That is Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Also, you like us, want to say something nice, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes. And if you don't, uh, fuck off. <laughs> and no, I'm just kidding. That was so mean. Um, we're also on the dating sites. You can find us on Double Date Nation, Cassidy SLS, and SDC. All right. And don't forget to check out Mallory at Mallory Masturbates at OnlyFans. <laughs> no, true. that's not a thing. Not a thing. Oh. Right. No. I promised my boss. Twice a day. I promised my boss I didn't have an OnlyFans. Oh, okay. You told your boss. We'll be back in a hot second. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. We're back with Casual Swinger, which we? is us. That's us. That is I. That's and you. you. And me. <laughs> Hi. Hi, everybody. We're here. <laughs>
what a stupid fucking way to come back. I'm sorry. All right, I yes. Choked. We're still Mickey and Mallory 30 seconds after you guys left us. Yes. Hi, everyone. I hope you missed me. Let's talk rules versus boundaries. Yes, yes. Where we're going, we don't need any rules. I do what I want. Yeah, that's literally your fucking mantra in life, by I the way. I do. I do what I want. You drive up the down staircase in every parking lot ever. I And every it, time you give me shit about oh, it, I'm like, I do what I want. I know. It gives me a fucking tick. <laughs> Especially like if I'm taking my half out of the middle on a road that doesn't have lines on it. Yeah. You're like, you're not on your side of the road. I'm like, I do what I want. I know. You're so like, awesome. I th- that comes from Cartman, right? From South Park. I don't even know where the fuck it comes from. I just do it to you I just think, to drive you nuts. I think it's Cartman. Yeah. I anyway, but it, it it is. But rules versus boundaries. is something I wanted is why the fuck do newbies have so many rules? Okay. Rewind the tape bit. We were newbies once upon a time. Especially I. I was a complete... Right, back when Methuselah roamed the earth. Fuck you. It was 15 (laughs) years ago. But it's, they're mostly out of fear, right? Especially when you start out. Like, you create rules to insulate you from any mishaps that may happen. Because this is just, this is total grain field. Yeah, I think that fear is a motivator. That that we create rules to protect us from the things that we fear the most, right? Like, uh, we tell our kids to be home before dark. Because we don't want, you know, some of the big bad things in the dark to come out and catch them. Yeah, bad. Me, I'm trying to get rid of the kids. I'm like, here, go outside in the dark. Go on. Go. (laughs) Oh, look, traffic. Oh, yeah. Go play. Roll around. Play Frogger. No. Uh, Honestly, I think that that fear is a powerful motivator. And in some cases, it genuinely is what we tell people, which is false evidence appearing real. But in some cases, it's valid, right? Fire. We're afraid of fire because fire burns. Yeah, I think that comes with our sense of self-preservation. Yeah, maybe a little bit. But... Uh, let's talk about some of the most common rules we hear and see in the and lifestyle. And very specifically, rules. Rules. And we will talk about what is a rule versus what is a boundary here in All a right. little bit. But a rule, meaning this is a thing. Do not break it. Do not pass this line. Do not pass go. If you cross this line in the sand, you're going to fucking die. Yes. Kind of like laws. <laughs> like laws, but not because I don't All give right. a shit about the law because I do what I want. Oh, my God. You're going to make this one really tough to get through, aren't you? I'm probably... So most of these rules actually come from either someone else's profile that they've read or fears that this could potentially happen. So it, sh- it comes out of the subconscious to the conscious mind and reveals itself, and you're like, ah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, or like, I'm afraid someone's going to ask me for that, so I'm going to say right now, it ain't going to fucking happen, so don't bother. Yes. The reality is that a lot of these rules probably came out because it did happen to somebody somewhere along the line, and that's why you saw it on a post except for the one that Sydney University, uh, you're not allowed to use my pictures. That thing that's in everybody's profile, I could choke them for because the place doesn't even exist. But anyway, no. continue. No, but it's a great social experiment. It is. Continue. Anyway. Some rules. Anyway. So let's talk about some of the most common rules. Mm-hmm. Oh, Doyle rules. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that you see when you be couples. I'm going to call them O'Doyle rules. No. The O'Doyle rules. Let's do it. All right. Same room only. Oh my this God. is super condom. And you know what? I still enjoy same room play for a multitude of reasons. Separate room play is a still a novelty for me, and, and it's a it's ancillary to everything mm-hmm. else. Like, it's not part of the core system. But I can see why this is a core set of somebody's rule system. Yeah, I guess I can, too. Uh, it's maybe comfort, maybe consideration, maybe making sure your partner's safe for a guy. Yeah, especially if the exchange. I mean, we swing... Probably differently than the than a core set yeah. of the lifestyle community, right? At least more than or less than fifty percent. Yeah, Let's I say think, that. 
I think some of the crazier permutations of it are like when somebody says, okay, same room only, oh, things can only happen, everybody's in the same room, and if somebody gets up to go take a piss, like like some crazy like red light, green light like, game. I know, like freeze tag. <laughs> red like, light, green freeze light. Freeze tag. <laughs> like, they're just like, oh, somebody went to pee. Everybody stop. Do I need to pull out, or do I just stay mid-stroke until they come back? I mean, like, well, I don't get it. Again, everyone's new at some point, yeah. so some of this makes sense. It's, I guess I get a little confused, or maybe even concerned when someone's, you know, I'll use air quotes again, established in the lifestyle and these some of these rules still apply which which makes me worry about the emotional security of their relationship yeah and but honestly I don't. I don't mind them talking about it it's no. when it's all in this giant like constitutional bill of rights type thing in their profile and i'm supposed to remember all of it when we get together and not have a conversation i about it. i'm gonna be honest I cannot pat my belly and rub my head at the same time so that's not gonna work for me no you're no. gonna have to call audibles if yeah. it's going to be that complex. Another one that we see a lot is we only play together, no exceptions. Well, I just kind of assume, right, that you guys play together because we're talking together. The four of us are speaking together. I'm never going to go to somebody and go, hey, how do you feel about leaving your husband at home? That has never crossed my mind, but it has happened to me. I was going to say, I know that people say that because for two reasons. One, they're scared that it's going to be part of the conversation. They don't want to make it awkward in the moment, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But also they've been approached and asked that, like, and I think it's not uncommon lifestyle for a couple to identify a female portion of a male couple because a lot of them, especially when they're starting out, they feel most comfortable with just like a unicorn. And they're like, we just want to play with you. Yeah. And it just lets everyone know like it's a package deal or nothing at all. Yeah. And I actually kind of dig that. I, I don't mind that people put that out there because I've, I've been offended before by it. And I realized today, you know, X teen 20 years later, whatever the fuck it is, I, I don't. I know it wasn't about me. They weren't going, hey, you're not good enough. They were saying, we're really looking for a female because he is insecure and doesn't want anyone else to touch her, but he really wants to sleep with another girl and your wife is hot as balls, and you are. Uh, so we'd really like to be with her. And not. And it's okay if you come. You can watch us fuck your wife. I'm like... Uh, you're really going to, well, you want me to sit uh, over here in the chair and hang out? Thank while, you so much. Like, oh, thank <laughs> so you. So kind of you. I'm glad somebody else wants to bang my hot ass wife. No. <laughs> so I completely get where people come from with that rule. And honestly, that one makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, this one. And I don't even know that this is a newbie rule. I think this is mostly universal except for special exceptions and specific relationships not relating to ours. Our condoms are required. No shit, Sherlock. I Yeah, I know, but I do feel like this needs to be said because we've looked at profiles before and, like, they've opened up the private gallery and then all of a sudden you're like, different pussy, different pussy, different pussy, different pussy, no condom. Oh, yeah, and all I don't, the time. I don't want to, I hate it when there's a snap judgment there, but I'm only human and I can't help it. That is a deal breaker for me. Yeah. Well, and so, another thing is sometimes we see couples who are like, hey, Ultimately, what we're looking for is a condom-free relationship with somebody. Uh, Dude, that's awesome. Put it out there. You want a fluid bond. Well, and I, I guess that's cool. Good on you. Like you're putting mm -hmm. it out there. That that's what you're looking for. But what would scare me is how many people are you testing those waters with? That that makes me nervous. Uh, you're talking to the germaphobe here. Yeah. Well, it makes me nervous for you, honestly. I mean, it's... Oh, no. I like knowing up front, but it is going to... I will more than likely pivot, and I like that they're that up front and I'm sorry that it's going to end the physical part very, very quickly for them. Like we're going to be friends. I will fucking wingman for you. We're going to party together, but I 
don't want to sleep with you. Here's my challenge with this uh, personally that I deal with. People talk about things like condoms are a must and they leave it at that, but they don't necessarily talk about what is, what is your process for how you deal with like something like a breakage. And that's where rules fall short because rules, just like the, the phrase that we talk about all the time, I trust you is not fair. Mm-hmm. Just say this is the rule, but then there's all these other ancillary things that happen around it or can happen around it that you don't talk about. Right. And then you go, but the rule was. And it's like, wait, that we didn't can cover I, this in kindergarten. I, yeah. Can I burst a bubble just a little bit, just a teeny little bit, maybe just lift the skirt? Lift uh, the skirt. Everyone loves when you lift your skirt. Okay. Go ahead. So for me, it's a flow chart, right? I'm so glad you didn't say Venn diagram because I would have wrecked I you. know. You love it. It's a flow chart for me. A yes and no. Yes and no. If, like, then, I know if this, then that. If this, then that. Um, we we have the rules in place, right? Like, yes, we use condoms when we play. That's a given. Like, we don't have to engage each other on that because it's been established for a very, very long time. But we also know that circumstances beyond our control, acts of God, if you may. God. <laughs> happen. And the perfect one, condom breaks. No one intended for that shit to happen, but there there's protocols in place. Like we use, what well, we we like to call common sense logic. Yeah. But it, you know, first of all, like don't fucking panic. You don't have to burn the house down. No. You don't have to run until it. Like it's okay. You have to deal with this. We all know moment. it can happen. So, and this is going to be up to everyone else's standards. Some people may want to stop play right then and there. Cease, and that's, desist. That's fine if that's your rule. For me. The damage is done at that point. Yeah. Now, that does not give you, like, the go-ahead, like, go on, baby. Just bear back Well, cool. We're past that now. Let's just Let's go ahead just and throw down. Let's just increase our odds exponentially over. Uh, no. Like, no. We've but actually seen that. We have. We have seen that. But you and I have an understanding that, you know, we're going to apply common sense to this. And if it breaks, great. We're going to inform each other after the fact. But go ahead and put another one on. Yeah. Well, like, and that's, that kind of goes back to our biggest rule which is no secrets no surprises mm-hmm. right it's it's a rule that we can actually live by without pissing each other off oh, to go man. hey if something happens let me know and i i love that one so much because for me nothing scares me more than the things i don't know now i can deal off the cuff and unexpected in in most of the elements but when it comes to stuff like this i play it, it plays so close to the vest that I, I in a lot of cases i have to digest it and as long as you keep me informed, I mean, I am completely copacetic, even in the in the most stressful environment. Yeah, even if it's something you're not prepared for, you're not comfortable with, as long as it's not some sort of secret, because a surprise that was a secret is offensive to everybody. Yeah, and it is a little awkward, and it's happened a few times. No one's perfect that a situation's coming up, and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Blah. And then you give me the rundown, but maybe I got the first inkling of information for someone else. There's a there's a tinge that there's a there's something that happens internally that kind of like have you ever done a twisting motion? Say you have a like a sheet on the floor and you put your palm out, you grasp it and you twist it. It wraps around your hand, yeah. Yeah. It that's kind of what it feels like in your gut a little bit. You're like, ooh, I don't like how that feels. Well, you I never want to be the fear the second, that sets in is it, what's el- what else is there? There's yeah. more. Yeah. Oh, wait, there's more. Right? Yeah, you're not scared of the information you just received. You're scared of the ambiguity that may be behind it. Billy Mays here for Secret Swingers. <laughs> We've got lots of secrets for you today, but wait, there's more. Did Billy Mays turn into a strip club DJ? 
Fuck you. Sapphire, sapphire to the stage. No, hey, but since we haven't covered this before about condom breakage, guys, we have never actually covered that. There's a couple of rules for a broken condom that you guys should probably follow, and not rules like these are the unbreakable like commandments of condom breakage. But first thing, like Mallory this said. This is what we do. I, we should say that. Yeah, this, this is, is kind of how us. we not deal with it. Number one, don't panic. Right? Don't freak out. It can happen. You knew it could happen. You were having sex. Don't freak out. Number two, take it off. Don't keep going. Yeah. I know that sounds like it, it's common sense, but it is. Yeah. Would you realize it's happened? Stop. Yeah. Stop. Don't Cease. drop and roll. I mean, but if you do send us video. Oh, yeah. If you stop and roll, <laughs> stop, drop and roll. We need to see pictures. Right? That should happen. Right. Hey, this this should not be uh, foreign to you, but as Mallory just said, put another one on. Yeah. Right? This is, a, this is why this is actually a rule. I, so for us, I find it acceptable at that point. Like, you've assessed the damage. You've mitigated the damage. And you can proceed. Yes. On with the party. Yes. On to the end. And hey, by the way, when you do have a breakage, and this is this is an, uh, this is just a rule for us. If you have a rule, get checked before you play with somebody else. I mean, we generally have a rule that we get checked. After but, every time we play with somebody, yeah. But, but if, yeah, if you're swapping partners, I would fully encourage getting checked even more than once. Because there are a few things that can linger and wait to pop up. So yeah, I, no know. secrets, no surprises yep. for anybody, including our partners that we play with. But uh, uh, hey, here's one that what's that I find fascinating because it's it's a dynamic we've incorporated a little more recently. Not I like recently. this dynamic. Actually. I like this one, um, but it's only because of the ad- we've received adversity against it because people are so protective and, mm-hmm. and having a, a fear is no speaking to my spouse unless I'm present. So this in, this actually goes into like the um, traditional group text that happens, right, as couples. So you can all get to know each other in a group platform or, or stay all stay connected. But there are some people that have a rule like I can't talk to the husband independently. Like maybe the wife's okay or maybe not. But we're not allowed to speak separately on the sidelines. Which is so weird. It's like it, you're almost automatically creating an adversarial relationship with the other couple and saying that, I think that one of you is going to do something skullduggerous before this is all said and done. So I'm going to need you all to stay. Keep your hands where I can see them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and keep it's your like, hands and feet inside the cart. Keep your hands and times. feet inside my wife at all times. Yeah. No, I, I don't understand that necessarily. But I honestly, I don't seek that out. But I think I it, we, we have two relationships mm-hmm. today where I feel comfortable talking to the female solo. And it's just that we're friends. Only two? Because I can name like twelve. Um. Well, two that we have. I think two primary with. that I was okay. I was gonna say it's like okay. Two that we have That's sex with. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and I feel perfectly comfortable talking to them, chatting with them, having jokes with them, uh, okay, even making fair. sexy jokes with them. It's great. And it's and I'm like, why isn't it always like this? And you know or, why it's not always like that? Sexy flirty, like it. it why? Because it's not. Okay. It's that's not always fair. like that. It's not always comfortable. That's fair. And that's not a rule. It's just life. Okay. Just a thought. That's fair. And maybe there's a double standard because I'm on the female side of the equation here. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. There, There's probably more. I want to say there's three or four in my wheelhouse that I can talk independently like that to. Yeah. Some a little more <laughs> naughty than others. I'm, I but, think I'm a little more reserved about that just because I don't want to upset a guy, right? I don't want to step on his toes because I'm pretty flirty anyway. And given what we do and, and where You're we go. So flirty. You're I am. so flirty. <laughs> and so sometimes I worry that I'm going to say something that they might consider untoward, even though I never meant it that way. Okay, that's So fair. I respect that rule. Even though I don't get it, I respect it. 
Does that make any sense? Yeah, and it is an interesting behavior because for the way we swing and, and meet people in the lifestyle, you know, we, we talk about the friends first, and I, I actually think it's fascinating looking back on our history and going, you know, I, I could name, you know, a few dozen of these folks that we've had relationships with where we could have conversations independently, but very few times has it involved a, a deep connection at the sexual level that, that we have those conversations with those folks that we engage with that with and it, I just find it kind of ironic yeah. and I think it's because we want to protect the other parties on the other side and you know I don't want to call us like impasse or anything like that but like I think we're very um astute yeah well to other people's emotions if you never ask you never know though fair fair but I think we've always been very hesitant to protect other people be- just because we don't have those hangouts doesn't mean they don't right well we got one rule left you want to cover this one or you want me to um go for it all right well so this one, actually, I don't mind this one either necessarily, which is we only play with partners that have been tested for STIs or STDs and can show us proof of testing. That doesn't mean we're not going to go on a date. doesn't mean we're not going to get drinks. But before the pants come off, we'd like to see a recent recurrent test. You know, I like this one. I do. But I also know that the interwebs and Photoshop to do wonders for authenticity. So I, I like this rule very, very much. However, in practice, I don't know that it gives you any 100% guarantee. And there was great advice given once upon a time, and you can give the, the person or people credit for it, that we play under the impression that there's a, a likelihood of contracting. Like, we just play as if somebody else is potentially infected. Like, And I know that's not the sexiest mentality to have. Yeah, but we called that up before. It was Cooper. Yeah. Um, it's not the sexiest mentality to have, but it does allow us to, you know, hold strong in our precautions that we have in place. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think there's a permutation of that that makes me sad and I wish people didn't do it. And honestly, when I see it, I immediately discount the idea of engaging with them. And that's where they only agree to meet or play with people that agree with them politically. And they put their political beliefs in their profiles. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. That's, I don't give a shit who you voted for. Yeah, I, I don't either, which is funny because I think you and I, at times, we balance each other out. We, we kind of rotate, Yeah, you know, in certain facets. And it's I called think living in the middle. <laughs> and I think there's, I mean, if you really wanted to put out there's opportunity for discourse and expansion of the mind, but as a general rule, it's not something we even discuss no. in these relationships. No, not at all. Not I mean, even I don't a care. little bit. I mean, I think I can figure out where somebody falls if they're like, hey, you want to go shooting? Or, you know, they show up in a Let's Go Brandon t-shirt or something. And I'm like, okay, I can figure that out. But I don't need you to tell me. And I don't need you to tell me that the way I feel is not okay because it, it, it because you asked me specifically yeah. if it was okay. Like, I, I don't care. It just doesn't matter. And I think you know, and your rules are your rules. Maybe it's it came okay. from our grandparents. Like... Socially speaking, you don't talk about politics, sex, or money. Or, yeah. well, politics, religion, or money. We, we talk, talk about, about sex. sex. So. A lot. <laughs> but you religion, know, yeah. Enough money. with the rules already. Yeah. I mean, I think we've covered that there are a shitload of rules out there, and people throw all these rules down like some sort of Bill of Rights or Constitution or Declaration of Independence when they meet for the first time and go, what are your rules? Here's our rules. Let's exchange. And But what they don't necessarily do is talk about them. And when you start to talk about rules – you really realize that what you're trying to get to is boundaries. Like, how do I live with you as a friend that I have sex with and not piss you off? It's not looking for landmines, which rules are. 
but just figuring out what's important to you and just kind of knowing you. And I, I'm going to take that a step further. It's not even knowing what you want is also can be interpreted as protecting what you are, what you have in, in our relationship, yeah. your feelings, for example. Well, if 14 years, do rules change? If we've been in, you know, swinging 14 years like we have, have our rules changed? I think rules have been eliminated. Yeah? Yeah. Have we added absolutely. any new ones? I don't know that we've added new ones. I think we've just taken them away. I think, Yeah, I think we've you know, systematically eliminated rules and have looked towards boundaries more often um, because the condom thing has always been a steadfast yeah. 100% of the time. What replaced the rules? Uh, boundaries. But where did the boundaries come from? Um, for me, personally, they came from the opportunity to expand my sexual experience. Mm-hmm. And it was my best educated guess without knowing what, what laid upon the horizon. So communication between us uh, and talking about very what much we did. so. And very here we are. So. It's another Swinger podcast talking about communication, guys. But I swear to God, it's a big part of it. Uh, yeah, very much so. Without communication, we'd not be here today. Right. So they became boundaries. So let's talk about rules versus boundaries by definition. Oh, no. All right, Webster, let's go. Oh, okay. Well, do you want to take the first one or do you want me to? Okay. A rule is a condition of engagement. It's specific to an encounter. A good example of this in kink would be that you have to address your dominant partner as master or mistress for the duration of your session together or sir, madam, whatever the the, the name is yeah. of the dominant human. Before the encounter, you establish the rules of engagement and off you go. Mm-hmm. Right? I, you know, I am master, you are fuck toy for the, per, you know, for whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that, that's a good example of, of rules of engagement or whatever you talk about with another couple and say, you know, uh, condoms are a must, uh, you know, everybody has to stay in the same room while sex is occurring, et cetera. I mean, but again, it's it very starts linear. to feel clinical and linear. Very linear. A boundary is a guideline for interactions. Boundaries are something we discuss together and as a group with our partners to better understand how each other feel. Instead of worrying about a tripwire that might explode if you come across it in the wrong way or at the wrong time. Boundaries are about comfort and communication between parties and avoiding the discomfort that might become a result of something that may or may not occur. I like that this paints the picture of a gray area. Yeah. That it could pull in or move out. Well, boundaries do move. Right, because in this moment, as I stand here, this is my boundary, and this is how I feel. Yeah. And that could change based on the people, the circumstance, the environment. Consent. Consent. My consent could change. Mm -hmm. Therefore, my boundaries could change. Mm -hmm. I may be okay with something today that I'm not okay with next time. And we have to understand that in these moments, it's a moving target, which for us, spoiler alert, checking in helps to mitigate the gray areas of the boundary mm-hmm. in question. Right. So I'll give you a, a great example, guys. Something that happened to us. Uh, we had a separate play session with some really good friends of ours. We'd never really discussed the expectations for such a thing because, honestly, we'd never really played separate before, and we damn sure hadn't had a breakage when playing separately. Mm-hmm. But knowing my own boundaries for it kind of set the course for my behavior and how I would engage both with my counterpart, uh, the male on the other side, both with Mallory and everybody when we reconvened. So the first thing I did was I told Mallory immediately. 
I walked down, you know, walked back up to her downstairs and I said, hey, this happened. We didn't panic. Yeah. It wasn't like during play. This is after play. No, after concluded. play. Yes. Mm-hmm. After play concluded. I'm like, hey, just so you know, Mallory, this happened. Uh, I changed the condom, obviously, before continuing play, but not before reaffirming consent that she wanted to continue in light of this happening. Uh, that was with my partner. So and you so you paused and went, hey, this is the situation. Yeah. I'm going to remove this, but I don't want to assume that all is well. I realized something. Are you I realized okay? we had a breakage. Are you yeah. good? Yeah. And she's like, I'm totally fine. Put another one on. Let's keep going. And I was like, cool. A-OK. All right. Everybody's on the same page. Now, the very first opportunity that I had, which was sitting at our kitchen table, <laughs> I told her partner that this happened and what my resulting actions were. He did not even blink. He was like, good. Cool. She already told me. She told her partner, too, as soon as they reconvened, which I really I appreciate. I love that. That's a beautiful circumstance to be in, by the way. Yeah. You, I cannot express the level of appreciation I have for it. Well, what I liked about that was that not only did she tell him, but I told him, and that reaffirmed from both sides that we were all communicating. Love it. Which that really set the, the really the lines for the boundaries here. Uh, so the boundary here wasn't what we would do in the event of an issue. That wasn't the boundary that mm-hmm. we were living within. Yeah. The boundary was actually that Mallory and I had a boundary that we would communicate any situation that was out of the norm immediately and honestly. No secrets, no surprises. That was our boundary. By exhibiting this behavior, we also showed that our boundaries and expectations for our partners in leading by example. And I think that was a big deal. I I think I underappreciated that a little more than I probably should have listening to that statement now. Yeah. I, there's something to be said about being able to identify and having the emotional intelligence to go, hey, this is it. This is what happened. This is how we addressed it. Making that a communal communication. And and knowing on the other side of the equation that that happened again or with, with them, I, I couldn't have painted a more perfect picture of a negative event that had a positive outcome. I agree. What are some other examples of boundaries that, that we've experienced or that you can think of. I like that we always reconnect after. I know that's a boundary, but I feel like it's, it should have a better term. Something that has an imagery that like a magnet, Mm -hmm. right? That pulls you back. Return to home. Yeah. I love that. That's something we consistently do after play because it's something I really enjoy. I love and like just, enveloping each other like melting I'm glad that you just turned our sex life into a Roomba <laughs> that is not the imagery I was going for okay good Please, why did you turn it into a Roomba I'll well, never get that out of my fucking mind there's always a lot of sucking going anyway, on anyway I love that we we reconnect physically we we have sex we intimately connect after playtime and I love that that is that is almost half the value in playing for me. I think that it the any time that we engage with other people in any capacity, whether it's you solo, us together, et cetera, uh, when that does if when and if that doesn't occur, uh, something is missing. And I think that's why it's a boundary for us that uh, even if you're gone potentially and not that this has happened, but even if you were to be gone overnight, I would still want to make sure we reconnected as soon as you returned. Yeah, it's almost, I I would have anxiety over it, not being able to reconnect, which is why I'm super hesitant. I'm just going to throw myself out here for a minute. 
to have play when you're on a long, let's say, work trip. And I'll play at the front of the trip and then waiting days. Like, I've, I don't know that I can do that right now. Yeah. Because the. Is that the a boundary time, or just a personal limitation? I think it's an emotional limitation for me. Okay. Yeah. Right, I think it's an emotional understand. limitation that, like, say, I play on a Monday and you're not coming home till Thursday. I don't know that how I would feel about waiting that long to reconnect with you. But I don't like how, like, just the thought of it. And it's not because I think you're going to be mad at me or, like, this guy's going to, you know, interfere with our relationship to some degree. I just don't like that there's that much gap. Sure, but there are boundaries that come into play with that sort of thing. So let's say that you were on some sort of a a long business trip and you did decide to play just before you came I know. home, yeah. you would still limit certain behaviors like sleeping or cuddling or, <gasps> yeah. or something with that person. And and that is a boundary yeah. Yeah. Uh, have... that you set for you. Yeah. And maybe to a certain extent we set for us, depending on what the, the permutations of it are. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. I have fuck, like I, the whole thought of sleeping like overnights, like sleepovers. Yeah. But you just worry cause you sleep with your mouth open. Yeah. Well, I'm not a cute sleeper at all. No. Not even a little bit. I nope. kind of look. It's pretty funny though. <laughs> I look like a corpse and I sound like a Husqvarna. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I've taken video of it, folks. Video of Mallory snoring does exist. Don't. What? Don't say that. Okay. Well, what if it does not exist? And I was just kidding. Oh my God. By the way, I sent that video to you. You know I took it. I know. <laughs> I thought you deleted it. It was awful. Hey, I tell you what. Here's another boundary that exists for a lot of people. Communication boundaries like checking in. Are you okay? Or check in with me and let me know that you're okay. Or things like letting me know that you arrived if you play separately. Letting me know that you're okay. Letting me know that uh, I'm on my way home. Round I'm one like, is over and we're yeah. gonna to stay a while. Or like just let me know you're okay. That's a boundary. That's not a rule. Mm-hmm. That's a boundary. Like I feel better if you do this. See, rules are hard and fast lines that explode when you step on them. They're tripwires, they're landmines. Boundaries are points of communication for growth. I would agree, especially in our relationship. That's a, exactly how we would define that. Yeah. I tell you, one of my favorite boundaries is you're about to talk about it. The throne room? Yeah. So something that I love about this is it, it paints the imagery of exactly what needs to be said about this. So the throne room is essentially that there's one king and one queen. And Mm -hmm. only the two can reside there. We can hold court. We can have our jesters. We can have our our fun. We can have all of these other humans involved. But there's still only one. There's only one king and one queen. There are only two voices in this room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as much as we love all of you out there, both of you who are listening to this show right now, wherever you may be, whenever you may be, we love you. But our voices in this relationship are the only ones that matter. Mm-hmm. These are the, the, and I hate to say it, the trump cards. Yeah. It's yeah. honestly when Mallory speaks, that's the only voice I hear. When yeah. she says, this is not okay, I stop whatever I'm doing mm-hmm. and go, no matter how I feel, no matter what I think, no matter what's going on, mm-hmm. the queen spoke. That's it. Well, and, and it works in the other way too, right? When, when I look at you and, there's something that's developing and I want to encourage and support that. I think you need that from your queen per se in order to feel comfortable. Sure. Your support is 
infinitely more important and, and that's not permission yeah and that's not permission that is exactly what it is it's support yeah yeah no i mean that's a hundred percent the case so do you think rules become less important as we evolve in the lifestyle and boundaries become more important i don't know that i liked how that's phrased now that i'm hearing it out loud i think these the rules we have and that we discussed here mm-hmm. remain very important at different phases and levels sure well, I mean, consistently, like playing with condoms. Oh, that's a, oh, yeah. I mean, that's okay. kind of like a commandment more than a rule. Okay. <laughs> but that's how I see rules, as commandments. Yeah. As commandments. Okay. We, we framed now, it that Now, way, so. a boundary, that could develop and change shape, right? It's a little abstract or ambiguous, and which makes checking and critical and very important. And it makes it makes me very attentive to how you're interacting in your nonverbal communication in a given situation. And if I'm not available or we're not in a place where I can gauge that and feel that, I'm always going to come to you and get the verbal confirmation or denial okay. from you. Well, if Now rules, I forgot the question because well, no, well, I started going become, down a hole. <laughs> if rules become less important, Right, and, and maybe they do. What becomes more important? Yeah, it's not boundaries. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that important is the w- right word because the rules are just second nature at this point. They're just common. Sense. Let's pitch this a different way. Okay. The enemy of rules and boundaries and communication, which is where they come from, is assumption. If I assume you're going to be okay, I'm going to step on a goddamn landmine every time. Motherfucker, yes. Ask me how I know, people. (laughs) I can give you a list of times I had pissed Mallory off. Because I assumed where you stood. We didn't talk about it. Yeah. And so since there wasn't this defined list of rules because we had evolved beyond them. Yeah. And you're saying that necessarily we didn't, but we did. Yeah. Because we grew into a set of boundaries that that were predicated upon communication. And when I stopped communicating and started assuming, it's no longer I fucked fluid. up. Yeah, it's no longer a fluid environment. It's very concrete, black and white. Yeah. So yeah. boundaries, I would argue, become more important and rules become less important because if your communication improves over time as you grow in the lifestyle, then you start talking about comfort levels and boundaries and evolutions and less about tripwires and landmines. It is, especially in our dynamic, we could be in a situation where one of us... You know, that meter's running a little hotter and a little higher. And there's opportunity for an experience to happen that has nothing to do with me or nothing to do with you, right? Mm-hmm. Where maybe earlier on it was like all or nothing, yeah. right? Um, the high level of communication, the checking in, the, the, the reading the room, the audience, yeah. knowing your audience, I guess, is a better way of putting it. Well, so we started this segment with me yelling, I do what I want. And I think humanity, that's our core, that's our course, that's what we do. We can go all the way back to, let's get biblical and shit here on Casual Swinger, right? Adam and Eve, they had one fucking rule. Don't eat the apple. What did they do? <sighs> that motherfucker ate the apple. He Don't he blame him. <laughs> she handed it to him. After she was convinced to do so. By a snake. Well, she didn't know. All right. Well, I'm just saying, if you got one rule, all you want to do is break it. Yeah. Effectively, she was a part of Adam anyways. She was. She was made from his rib. But 
the, the idea here is if you got one rule, all you want to do is break it. But if you have boundaries and communication, then you want to grow mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where we come from with this. And That's an unfenced property line. I, <laughs> an unfenced property line. I like that. I, I don't know. I, do you think that couples should abandon the rules and just make this switch to boundaries and be like, fuck it, no rules? I would, uh, no, I would, I would agree with you. I think that, no, I think having rules gives you a center, a, a subset of information that you can work from inward and outwardly. It gives you a baseline, uh, a foundation. So, no, I, I wouldn't recommend if, if someone came to me today and asked me to abandon rules altogether. But I would ask them to consolidate and minimize that. And anything that is a hang-up or something that makes you truly uncomfortable, just to continue to have conversations around that because it's probably a fear that's inherent that lies in or about you right? that it comes from. And the only thing that could potentially resolve it or just bring it to light so that your partner understands a little bit better why it's there. What would you say? Well, I would say that rules never die. They just evolve. And sometimes rules are put to bed or or put out a little bit as comfort levels increase, right? I think that, you know, rules, they go away as your fears are allayed by by confidence and communication. Mm -hmm. And so, okay, I don't need to say that you can't talk to anybody else anymore because I know that if somebody steps out of line, you're going to handle it. I feel for the guy that comes to you and goes, <laughs> you know, Mickey doesn't really love you. I could do way better for you. I've had that happen. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. I was there. And I, I think it's hilarious. So I don't have that fear anymore. So if I take the fear away, I don't need the rule. What I need is the boundary that I have that you know that we have, that we've communicated and go, hey, I think, you know, we can just leave this as a boundary and you do whatever you think makes sense. And honestly, when that resulting boundary, it, it gives you freedom. And then all of a sudden you get to be a little more flirty and a little more fun. And all of a sudden you don't feel constrained anymore and you can live and be the most authentic version of yourself in every interaction we have, whether it's a couple or a single. And as a person who loves you and as a compersive person, that's exciting for me mm-hmm. to see you do that. Without boundaries, with strict rules, you never would have been able to do it. That's true. That's very true because the boundaries help to insulate us and and increase the opportunity for conversation in those environments. And I think you would agree with this statement, potentially. This is off script. That We don't script this motherfucker, (laughs) really. I enjoy seeing when you make another human being feel really good about themselves. I love when I see that the interactions the two of you have are positive. And this could be male or female, by the way. But let's talk specifically you and another female. The one thing that would make me feel like someone overstepped their stay Mm -hmm. in our relationship is if in the the hierarchy, they feel unilateral with me, right? They think they're in the throne room. One queen, one king. That is, that's probably my, like, I'm going to drop the mic right now on the, the entire conversation and let you know where we all stand with this. Yeah. And, and I, I will say that what we're talking about right now, if you're a listener in your poly, this boundary doesn't make any sense to you. Okay. 
Yeah. Right. Because true poly people have multiple thrones in the throne room. Right. They have we meta- don't. Yeah. They have metamors where, right. Everyone's equal. Mm-hmm. And we, in this particular boundary we're talking about, in our particular boundary, we don't. Now, we've talked about Mallory being polylite before, and right. her polylite says that she's going to have everything but they don't live in the throne room. Right. Right. That's and, essentially it. Right. And that that has a lot to do with me. I've earned the right to sit on that throne with you. We've walked through hell and high waters together. And then some. And then some. People at we've PCAP raised, Miami know. We've raised children, have battled you know, internal and external demons. Like, we've really, really gone on an Indiana Jones crusade. Yeah. It was all Mallory, by the way, guys. I am a cakewalk to live with. <laughs> I am awesome, and she sucks. And that would be my line. I've never I've never seen it, but that would be my line that another woman walks in and feels like she's earned that same place. Oh, God, I feel bad for that girl, yeah. <laughs> whoever that is. But I do love, in the same right, I do love enjoying... You making them feel very special in that moment. Because you're so good at it. You're so, so good at it. You know, I appreciate you saying that because it is something that I love being able to do for other people. I know you do to a point where you're like, I didn't know I was flirting with them. And I'm like, uh. Yeah, I fuck that up all the time. <laughs> I And I don't mean necessarily to make somebody feel like they have a place they didn't have. I just love making people feel good about themselves and it's it's almost my superpower and you're so you are so good at it you really are but when you set that boundary and said hey i need you to be aware that sometimes you make people feel like they have more influence in our relationship than they Mm. do i realized that i'd made a mistake and i'd overstepped a boundary of yours yeah but i didn't want to chastise you because this was just an honest like mishap just because you're such a compulsive human sure And I I honestly think that that kind of brings us to the head on this, right? What should people be discussing? Should, Should they be discussing rules or boundaries in their relationships as swingers and lifestylers? I mean, the obvious answer is both. Yeah? Of course. I mean, the, the most important thing they can do is discuss them together, you know, and, and just the two of them, right? Just the two of them together. You know, I, and it's not just saying, like, I don't want you kissing, you know, another woman. But say, why? You know, tell think about your motivations behind your rules and your boundaries as you're having these discussions. Yeah. You know, when I think about that, I think, you know, I think about the things that you do the best. And you make me feel when we're together like I rule the world. Aw. And I know that that's what you do for your partners when you're with them. You take whatever they're the best thing that they're doing and you make them feel like that is the best thing ever. Whether, I mean, and, and it could be any number of things. It, it's, it could just be the way they look at you. It's really not always about sex, but you do such a good job of making your partner feel amazing. You've done it for me for years. And I've realized, I think, that you and I do that for other people in different ways. I do it before we get to the bedroom. And when you're going to have sex with a woman, 75% of the sex happens before you take your clothes off. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I excel at. Once clothes come off, you are like no human being I've ever met. And I have talked about this before. As a matter of fact, in the last episode, I said something that a listener called me out on that made me sound cocky, and I promise I didn't mean it that way. But I just think that us 
setting boundaries for each other that were comfortable for us, that allowed us to be our most authentic selves and really express the best parts of our sexuality to our new partners really opened up the lifestyle for us. Boundaries opened up the lifestyle for us. Rules allowed us to come into it and still have fear, which was natural. Right. I think they, I think we see them in some ways synonymous with limitations Yeah, and fear. So in, in some cases they're maybe in, in swinging dynamics when we're dating other people, we see them as red flags, but it's also an opportunity for discourse or co- dialogue too. Yeah. You know, and we've had it a few times where we've brought it up and it's increased conversation more than on the superficial level. And it's really hard for humans to identify emotions that are tied to the re- the physical and visceral reactions we're having. It's, I think it's the great fucking universal joke because what we feel initially, it's so uncomfortable that we don't want to dig into what's the motivation behind it, that we ignore it and just say how we feel in that moment and then move on. We don't dig into it. Yeah, you know what that leads to though? Yeah. Arguments. Of course it does. Yeah, because now all of a sudden I become this this rubber band that snapped Mm -hmm. or this match that lit as opposed to the slow burn or the conversation and the communication. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's massive. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a tricky game. You know, our, um, our chemical balances and emotional int- intelligence and exposures and all these other things that come into play could trick us into thinking it's one thing when it's another. So it, yeah. it takes time. You also have to have patience with it, especially when you're talking about boundaries. Yeah. Because those that's a moving line. That's a moving target. Yeah, boundaries can change right down to tonight, right? I mean, I, I can think of a great example before we get out of here because we are running a little long. Oh, sorry, guys. No, no. Well, I think they're used to us bloviating. But, yeah. you know, it's we okay. I'm drinking flew all the way to Iowa to see the corn-fed swingers. And we love those guys to pieces. Everyone on the planet knows it. it. It's We don't have to hide it. Uh, they, everybody knows there are people, uh, we flew all the way up there to see them. And you would think that if you fly 2000 miles to see a couple that you're probably going to play all weekend, get naked, get stupid, do all kinds of things. And we just, I don't know. Like, I mean, you weren't right that weekend and you said, I don't feel good. And I went, cool, done. No problem. Boundaries, new boundaries set that we're not okay this weekend. And you talked to them about it and they were so awesome about it. Like, they were like, great, we're just going to hang out and be friends this weekend. Yeah, the only thing I could point out is that I'm just off. Yeah, and that something's, was okay. Something's not okay, and it was chemically not okay. I mm-hmm. had just had another round of, like, hormones, and, like, we were trying to key in, like, the, the money zone. And something was high, and something was a little low, and I was like... <laughs> I felt like I was going through menopause or something. Like I was having <laughs> night sweats. I was like, I feel the least sexiest I've ever felt in my life. And I don't think I can rally. Well, and I can tell you guys right now that Mallory sitting across this table from me is looking at me and she doesn't even feel comfortable with me talking no, about her. No, right I don't. Now. I don't feel comfortable about this conversation at all because it's a little private, but that's okay. Well, and we, so we didn't play, right? And, but it was so okay because we talked about the boundary, you and I. You said you weren't okay, and we talked about it with our friends, and they weren't just not okay. They were amazing. Oh, shocker that they're fucking perfect about the situation and didn't make me or you feel bad. And you you were great. Like, I, never made it I, weird. I will always carry the fact that maybe that it was a disappointment somewhere deep down. 
because it was a, it, it would always fair. go for like I'll file that under another missed opportunity. Not that any opportunity to be in their presence is missed because that in of itself is always worth it, a hundred percent of the time. But I However, think that conversation is important for us to have at the end of this episode because I think that you were so great to talk about how you felt and be honest and not push through and set a boundary and go, hey, I'm, I, I, I'm. I don't think I'm okay. Well, because it was so new, and I'm like, ah, I don't even know what this is, and I can't put my finger on it. I just know that there's some level of discomfort here, and it has to do with me physically mm-hmm. and not anyone else. And there were people that we had a distinct physical and emotional comfort mm-hmm. level with. It had nothing and to do with my attraction to them. My point here is that it was okay. It's beyond okay. They're it amazing. was a little embarrassing. <sighs> they did, That's not on them. That is me. I was like... Yeah. If you, oh, that I only wanted, like, you know, those really, really long turtleneck sweaters. <laughs> I wanted one so badly so just I can unroll it over my face. Pull it so over it your head like a so you can vag- look like a little fucking un- uncut penis. Yes, like a, yes, exactly. <laughs> and then I can come up through the birth canal to, to make, you know, my little peanut gallery statement and then close it back up. No. Uh, look, I didn't mean to call you out at the end of this episode, but I really Yeah, felt- thanks for that, but I'll roll with it. Well, I honestly think people need to hear it. They need to know that just because you did doesn't mean you're going to. And that's potentially a boundary that can evolve in the moment. Yeah, it's always a moving target. I mean, there's so many other influences in life and this world and even in, internally that, yeah. that come to fruition. You just, you have to be on. It starts with being honest with yourself. Yeah. Well, so I just want to call one more thing out. Oh, this is super dear important. God. Do we have to talk about my mother now? No, no, no. Definitely okay. not talking about your mother because right. I will not have sex tonight. I'll never get hard for like the next five days. <laughs> All right. What is it? Ten days. <gasps> yeah. Ten days. Ten days. We're going back to Iowa. Redemption is mine. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen because I talked about it during the episode. I'm going to have an issue and not be able to perform. I'm going to get my period. <laughs> We're we brought this shit up on the episode, and now we're not going to be able to. This is going to be a blizzard. It'll snow 12 feet, and we will not be able to perform, and we're going to sit there and stare at each other and play, like, board games or something. Mm. No, we're going to see Whiskey Myers. We're going to have a great time with people that we love very much. That's yes, what's going to happen. Yes. That's the boundary. I'm going to look like Ralphie's little brother. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been an episode on rules versus boundaries. This has been very candid. This has been very unscripted. And Mallory is not happy with me no, for bringing not really. some of this up right not now. Really. I'm telling you guys, you I'm going to be in trouble. Stop lifting my skirt, sir. Yeah, well, I think this was really valuable, and I hope that you guys got something out of this. Mallory... You want to let everybody know where to find us on this long ass. They're going to find you six feet under, but me, I'll still be around as casual swinger. You can find me anywhere. That's casualswinger.com. Feel free to shoot us a note at podcast at casualswinger.com. If you have a question, comments, whatever, we love it. We're also uh, on social media. That's Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Imagine that one. That's Twitter got a new CEO. I know it is, and Twitter That's got a new titties are. CEO, which we just talked about earlier. So we'll see what happens with that. And we're on the dating sites. You can find us on Double Date Nation, SDC, SLS, and Cassidy. That's all of it, folks. We did have a toy box ready for you, but we talked a while. So we'll come back with that some other time. Thank you so much for listening to Rules vs. Boundary. And don't forget, it's the Christmas season. Make sure to do some Christmas shopping on casual toys from your favorite ho. Ho, ho, ho. Be kind to all your ho, ho, hoes. Love your ho, ho, hoes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Casual Swinger.